0: This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast brought to you by the Engineering Management Institute, where we focus on helping engineers and technical professionals become effective managers and powerful leaders. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. In today's episode, I talk with David Kowal, founder and president of Kowal Communications, and we talk about improving your writing skills, something that all engineers and technical professionals should be doing, in my opinion, on a daily basis. I mean, what's the use of strong technical and engineering skills if you can't communicate the results of what you're creating to the people that are ultimately gonna benefit from it. So David's gonna give some very practical strategies for improving your writing skills, and then in the Take Action Today segment at the end of the show, he's gonna give you one thing that you could do immediately to dramatically improve something that you've already written, which is definitely something that I'm gonna be trying as well. Before we get into the main segment of our show, I do wanna take a moment to recognize our sponsors for today's episode. First, PPI. Listen up later on in this podcast for my advice on how to advance your career in 2018. I'll be sharing info on where to find practical tips and time-tested resources for your licensure exam, including an exclusive 20% discount available only to our listeners from PPI. So don't miss that. Also, I'm excited to welcome a new sponsor onto the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, ISA, the International Society of Automation a recognized leader in non-biased automation training from world-class online and classroom training taught by today's industry experts to digital and print publications written by leading automation authors to association membership that gives you a worldwide network of 40,000 automation professionals. ISA is with you every step of your career. More on ISA later on in the episode. All right. Now I'd like to introduce our guest for today's episode. Since founding Koal Communications in 1989, David Koal has built his business into a respected public relations and marketing communications agency, serving clients ranging from startups to Fortune 500 companies. He also founded 3DPR Inc., a public relations collaborative with a dozen senior level practitioners. Previously, he served as Director of Public Relations and Senior Copywriter at Howard Advertising and Director of Public Affairs at the Small Business Service Bureau, a national small business organization. He was also a reporter at the Worcester Telegram and freelance for the Boston Globe and other publications. He holds an MBA from the Clark University Graduate School of Management, where he was a charter member of the Beta Gamma Sigma Honor Society. He earned his bachelor's degree in English and Journalism, from the University of Massachusetts. He also earned professional accreditation in public relations from the Public Relations Society of America. He has presented numerous seminars on marketing related topics, both locally and nationally, and he's written two books. So he's definitely an expert in this field and it is in a field that I believe is very important. As an engineer, I I never really liked writing until I got a little bit older and I started writing myself more for the Engineering Management Institute work, focusing on helping engineers. But I do believe that you can apply the strategies that David's about to lay out and become a better writer pretty quickly. All right, so now let me give you a quote from Helmut Schmidt related to today's topic to bring us in because I know we can all improve on our writing. And the quote is as follows. The biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. Now, I'd like to welcome today's guest, David Kowal, founder and president of Koal Communications. David, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach
1: Podcast. Thanks for having me, Anthony. I've been looking forward to being on your show and appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yeah, so Dave and I got to do some work together when I think you were with uh, WPI or doing some work for uh, Worcester Polytechnic Institute. We got to meet, and that's how I met Dave. And I know he really is focused on writing, and writing is something that's critically important to. Engineers, in fact, Dave, a lot of times when I talk to engineers, they'll say, well, the reason I became an engineer is because I don't like to write or speak. (laughs) Right. And I always say, well, those are like two of the most important things that you actually need to do as engineers or else you're not going to be able to communicate all of your engineering ideas and your technical successes to other people.
1: I think that people are put off by writing because we go to grammar school where we learn all these rules of how you're supposed to write. And that's not the way it should be. Writing should be lots of fun. You need to know some basics of grammar. But beyond that, it's pretty simple. It should be fun. And once you do it a little bit more, you can enjoy it more.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, too, because a lot of surveys out there show that employers really value communication skills above a lot of these other interpersonal skills, these soft skills. Yet you can become a Ph.D., or a CEO of a company without taking a single writing course, which I think is not good. And I know for engineers, it's similar in that, you know, there just isn't a lot of time in the curriculum for writing courses when there's so much technical things to learn, which I think makes it difficult for engineers.
1: I think that's certainly true. And engineers are so focused on learning to be engineers, just for the same reason that they don't learn a lot about business and then go into management. They they don't learn a lot of, about writing, even though they're writing every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we're going to do in this episode is we're going to talk a lot about different things you can do to improve as a writer, because it will help you as an engineer. Um, we're going to give you five specific strategies, but we'll also add some other things into the mix. Dave's been doing this for a long time. And one of the things, Dave, that people also don't think about in today's world is because we use email and we use social media, right? Writing is pretty much apparent a lot in our communication more than it used to be. I mean, it's all over the place.
1: It's kind of ironic that as technology has progressed, we need to write more. And yet, writing has, to me, I, I see it every day, it's gone downhill. It's not, the people are very ambiguous, especially in their emails text messages. A good example of how poorly we communicate today is, you know, you could be walking down a hall and someone, rather than giving you eye contact, is looking at their cell phone. So uh, we need to focus more on how we communicate. And writing is a big part of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned before, Dave, management. You said just like it's difficult sometimes for engineers to write effectively, it's difficult for them to manage effectively. And we focus a lot on management training here. But talk about that a little bit more. How does the writing impact the management?
1: Well, I think that if you can improve your writing skills, it can help you to manage other people because you can communicate more clearly and effectively. You can manage projects more efficiently because there's no ambiguity about that email that you sent out to everybody and they understand exactly what is needed. Just a small example, I I got an email yesterday from someone who wanted to, the president of a company that's acquiring my client, and he wanted to change the wording in a press release, and he wrote a a simple email saying, scale to grow. Now, it wasn't clear to his PR person that he meant change the word scale in the press release to grow. He heard scale to grow. That's what he read in the email. And he's like, well, what's just scale to grow mean? So just a small example, how you communicate, you need to communicate in ways that people will understand. You understand what you're writing, but the person who receives your email doesn't necessarily understand it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is really important. And one of the things that I know from working with a lot of engineers and being an engineering manager myself is I used to like to use emails to communicate expectations for my team when I was giving them certain tasks on engineering projects because I just feel like if someone has a written explanation of the expectations, they can refer to it throughout the course of the project because I'm not going to be standing next to their desk the entire time. So, you know, if you can clearly articulate things to your team, to clients, to prospective clients, to other consultants, it's important in engineering because if you say the wrong thing, like the example that Dave just gave, but it's in terms of engineering. It could have some you know, severe impacts that are not good. I mean, one impact could be, of course, someone that's working for you might go off on a tangent and spend many hours of your budget doing the wrong thing because they didn't get it. But even worse than that could be something could happen on a project where, I don't know, something gets built the wrong way, potentially. So it's really important to think about your, your communication, especially your written communication. All right. So what we're gonna do here is we've got five specific tips that we're gonna walk through, and I'm sure we'll add some other ones along the way here because Dave has a lot of them. And then after that, we'll we'll wrap up in the take action today segment, and and we'll give you one very actionable item that you can take to become a better writer. All right. So we're gonna get into these five strategies now. Dave, the first strategy is focused on the beginning of your writing. Why don't you jump into that one?
1: Yes, uh, Anthony. Whatever you're writing for business, uh, it's usually a good idea to write as a journalist would in in what is called the pyramid style, where you put the most important information up front. If you write the way you think and just sort of do a stream of consciousness type of prose, you're going to lose people's interest very quickly. So start with the most important point. You have about three seconds to get somebody's attention. So use those three seconds well.
0: Yeah, that's great. And to tie that back to an engineering report of some kind. I remember when we used to do I was in civil engineering field. I did a lot of stormwater reports and I remember we used to put the executive summary up front with some of the results because we knew people didn't weren't going to read necessarily through a 15 to 20 page report. So, we tried to summarize it for the client to Dave's point there. We didn't want to lose them and we wanted to give them the value up front. So that's something to keep in mind.
1: Just as another example, Anthony, I just recently had an email from a corporate executive uh, that was going to all of his employees, and it began something like, after thinking about what I'm about to say, I believe that, and then it just went on. So you've already lost most of your readers when you start a memo with something like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And this applies also, I find, when I do presentations, like in the form of webinars, in that, I don't like to just start by talking about, you know, introducing myself. I'd like to start maybe with a quote and talking about the value that I plan to provide in the session. And then I'll say, you know, before we get started, I do just want to give you a brief introduction to my background. This way they know why I'm an expert on this topic and why I'm presenting it to them. But I do think like Dave's saying, you want to grab people, you want to engage them from the beginning and get them interested in what you have to offer. All right, Dave, the second one is something that I know engineers worry about, which is grammar. Talk to us about grammar.
1: Well, it's important to know how to construct a sentence and to have some idea what the basics are. Most people do, well, and you're, you're going to make some mistakes sometimes, but it's even more important to think about what you're writing. People tend to want to sound smart and they throw extra information in there that's unnecessary. Think about your message, what you're trying to say to people, and, and write that way. Keep it succinct and make your point quickly and work it from there. It's not a good idea to get over, to overthink grammar. You'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think one thing that you can do if you're writing a report that has to go to a client or it's part of an important proposal for a prospective client, have someone else read it. I know that my wife's also an engineer and the company that she worked for once put them through a pretty rigorous writing session or some you know grammar and english and grammar and so I know when I write something if I want to get good feedback on it I'll give it to her and she sits down spends some good time with it and makes some quality revisions to it so you don't have to be a grammar expert but it does help to get you know be sound read it over but let someone else read it and I think that that can that can be helpful
1: That's a great idea Anthony and a- another way to do something similar is to read back what you've just written, and even try reading it out loud. That works for some people. At least read it to yourself at the least, but try reading it out loud. That might work even better for you.
0: Yeah, that's a great one. And I would say to do that as well with your emails. If you're writing an important email to a client or you're delivering something or something to your supervisor, write the email, take a break for five minutes, then read it out loud as a double check before you send it. That's been very helpful for me. Let's get into number three, because it's kind of, you touched on it a bit about writing too much, but let's focus on number three.
1: The Bible of writing is The Elements of Style. It's a book by William Strunk and E.B. White. It's less than 100 pages long, and it has some really clear rules to follow, and Omit Needless Words is perhaps the most important one. I'm going to read a sentence from the book because it's it's relevant, and engineers, I think, will relate to it. Bill Strunk and E.B. White wrote that. A sentence should contain no unnecessary words, a paragraph, no unnecessary sentences for the same reason that a drawing should have no unnecessary lines and a machine, no unnecessary parts.
0: Hmm, That's great. And I remember having, (laughs) getting that book in high school and being held to the standards by my teacher, but this is a great one, omitting needless words. And I think Dave alluded to this back in number two as well, is that we tend to try to like fluff things up or just write extra text because we think it's better. But I always find that if I go back through my, my text or my writing and I read it over again, and I work really hard to take out words. I often can not only take out words, but sometimes I can take out sentences where I might have repeated the same thought later on in, in the same passage. So it can make it much more powerful for someone reading something from you when it's less cluttered with the extra words and extra
1: phrases. I think of unnecessary words as, you know, dead branches. You need to prune what you're saying, basically. So, you know, words like, I think, I believe, as you know, in the context of, they always just uh, weaken whatever you're trying to say. They're totally unnecessary.
0: Just to give a quick recap, we talked about leading, powerfully and engaging people. We talked about having a good general knowledge of grammar and applying that and having someone review it. And then we talked about omitting needless words and trying to you know slim down your writing and make sure that it's, everything there matters. Now let's get into number four, which is focused a little bit about jargon. Talk about that, Dave.
1: Well, I think this is the tip that uh, needs to be followed most in the business world. If every day I get emails and communications from people that are just filled with jargon and cliches and people don't even think when they're writing sometimes and they just throw in things like think outside the box well what do you mean by that can i think inside the box i mean where's the box right there's just totally what does that really mean whoever said it isn't thinking outside the box so how can they tell you to think outside the box right so it is what it is, uh, you know. The, we all hear phrases like this all the time, and, and engineering too. Uh, you know, there are a lot of jargon words, and especially if you're writing to someone who's not an engineer, you have to be conscious of who you're writing to and be careful that you're not getting too technical. Perhaps think about that.
0: I used to do that when I started coaching engineers. I found myself often saying, "I want to help you take your career to the next level," but then I started asking myself. I don't even know what the next level is. The next level is different for everybody. So unless there's more context to that, it's not very helpful for anyone. So think about some of the words you're using, some of the phrases you're using. I mean, this can also be really helpful in doing proposal writing or when you're trying to get a new prospect, a new job, for example, it's the same thing with resumes. Everyone puts a subjective, like I want to obtain a job to do this, that, and the other thing. Everybody's writing the same thing. So if you want to stand out in an interview process, write something different in your objective. Instead of an objective, call it something like a value statement and put something else into it or something. When you use these same cliché phrases all the time, it's just not engaging and it's just not powerful.
1: No, I, I think you made a really good point and that I want to, I want the facts from a high-level perspective. It's like what do you mean by a high-level perspective? You just want the basics, right? So
0: all right, Dave. Our last one, number 5 here, is talks a little bit about the audience. Tell us about that one.
1: That's building on something that they just said recently, but the idea is that you have to think about who you're writing to. It's marketing 101. It's the most difficult task I have with some of my clients is to get them to think about who they're trying to reach so that they can create a message that's appropriate for that audience. And the same thing is true for anything you're writing. You need to think about who your audience is, know them well enough so that you're writing what they need to hear. You're not writing for yourself.
0: It's been easier for me working as a coach, working with engineers, being that I am an engineer and I went through an engineering career. So I feel like I can write a little bit better and podcast a little bit better because I can connect with engineers. However, it wasn't as easy when I was an engineer and I was working with other clients that weren't engineers, whether they were developers or manufacturers or whatever the case may be. Because again, when someone has a different mindset than you, a different education than you, different interests than you, they're a different geographic location than you, there's a lot of differences there and they build up completely different perspectives. So you have to speak to them. I mean, it's not technically be another language, but in a lot of senses, it's a different language. And you have to understand how they want to hear things, what they're used to hearing, what they're used to seeing. I agree with Dave that that's really critical for you to be able to connect with people. In a way, that's what writing is fundamentally about, is being able to put something out there that really connects and engages with people. And that's why I think this idea of writing to your audience and not yourself is is really important. All right. So, those were the five strategies that we wanted to give you. If you're out there, you're an engineer, you're listening, you're not crazy about writing, but it's something you have to do. Think about it. Think about the lead sentences you're using. Think about the grammar you're using and are you getting it reviewed? Prune the branches like Dave said and take out and omit needless words and sentences. Forget about the cliches that we use all the time and write to your audience, not to yourself. And I think that if you do these things, if you do a couple of these things, your writing is definitely going to improve. So Dave, before we wrap up in this segment, are there any other tips that stand out that you'd like to offer to the audience?
1: Well, one that comes to mind is never assume. It's part of writing to your audience, but sometimes we assume that the person that we're writing to is knows enough about what we're talking about so that they're going to understand what we're writing, but you often have to assume that the person you're writing for knows nothing. So make sure you're providing enough detail to educate whoever's going to read whatever you're writing. So that's, that's important.
0: Yeah. And I want to just reinforce the point that Dave makes in that Dave mentions that you should assume your audience doesn't know anything. This is a huge, huge deal when it comes to engineers and technical professionals, because often we know a lot more in terms of what we're writing about than person reading it, especially if you're writing a product description or something about a project for a layperson or someone that may work for a town or work for a manufacturer that's not involved in the design side of things. If you start to write, being that you know everything about the design inside and out because you did it, you're going to lose them. So you need to try to put it into their terms. And I think that that's a very, very difficult thing to do. And if you can work on that, you will differentiate yourself from a lot of other engineers and technical professionals that are writing.
1: Anthony, I think that's an important point, this, the differentiation, especially someone who's looking for a position in a certain company. You want to stand up from everyone else. And if you're you know, writing something clearly and coherently, it will help you.
0: All right. So with that being said, we're going to take a very short break and we're going to come back and wrap this episode up with the Take Action Today segment, where we'll give you one action that you can take to try to improve your writing skills. I'd like to take a minute here to recognize our sponsor for today's episode. As I mentioned earlier, we're excited to welcome a new sponsor onto the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Build your automation engineering career with ISA. ISA is the International Society of Automation, a recognized leader in non-biased automation training. From world-class online and classroom training taught by today's industry experts to digital and print publications written by leading automation authors to association membership that gives you a worldwide network of 40,000 automation professionals. ISA is with you every step of your career. To find out more about how ISA can help you build your career, visit isa.org forward slash buildyourcareer. No spaces. That's isa.org forward slash buildyourcareer or call 919-549-8411. I also want to take a minute here to let you know that as of February 19th, the Engineering Career Coach is no longer the name of our company. We've renamed the company the Engineering Management Institute and we are going to be focused 100% on helping engineers become effective managers and powerful leaders. We're still going to provide all the content, including this engineering career coach podcast, but we're also going to be implementing a new system in the form of a membership program for professionals and corporations that allows you to get access to live monthly webinars and coaching through a private forum and some other premium content. To help you become the effective manager that you want to be. You could check out our next webinar, which is going to be how to build confidence to become a successful engineering manager. Just go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Again, that's engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show, where David Kowal is going to stick with us, give us one very specific strategy for improving your writing immediately But before we do that, I do want to take a moment to recognize our sponsors for today's episode. Firstly, PPI. Do you want to advance in your career but not sure where to start? All of us have been there at one point. One surefire way to grow in your profession is to get your engineering license. The best place to gather info on licensure and pick from multiple review options is ppitopass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. Visit ppi2pass.com to learn how you can start preparing for your exam right away and take one step closer to career advancement. That's ppi2pass.com. For a little extra encouragement, I have a 20% off promo code available to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code TECH8 on PPI's website for an exclusive 20% discount. Again, that's promo code TECH8 which stands for The Engineering Career Coach, the number, and then the number eight. Also, once again, I'd like to recognize our newest sponsor on The Engineering Career Coach podcast, ISA. Build your automation engineering career with ISA. ISA is the International Society of Automation, a recognized leader in non-biased automation training. From world-class online and classroom training taught by today's industry experts to digital and print publications written by leading automation authors, to association membership that gives you a worldwide network of 40,000 automation professionals. ISA is with you every step of your career. To find out more about how ISA can help you build your career, visit isa.org forward slash build your career. That's all lowercase, no spaces. isa.org forward slash build your career or call 919 549 one, one. Now I'm back with Dave Kowal and we're talking about improving your writing skills as a engineer and technical professional. And in this segment of the show, what we try to do for you is you try to distill down what we've talked about or give you one action that you can take and implement immediately to see results. And so Dave, what can we offer to our listeners to take action to try to improve their writing immediately?
1: It'd be a good idea to start with something you've already written and see what you can do to improve it. So whether it's a, an email or a report, you know, it should be something more than a couple of paragraphs, but take something you've written and go through it and do two things. First of all, find how many words you can omit. And secondly, find how many places where you can substitute shorter words for longer words. And when I say that, if the longer word is more precise and more clearly explains what you're writing, leave it in. But in many cases, people try to you know, make themselves seem a little bit smarter, perhaps, and more educated by using long words when short words will do just fine.
0: All right. So that's a great action item for you. Go to whether it was an important email that you wrote to a supervisor, to a client, to a prospect, or take out one of your engineering reports that you've recently written, go through it, try to omit needless words like we talked about, which was one of the strategies we offered up. And I'm telling you right now, you will be surprised at how many you find. Because, And I'm I'm only saying that not because I think you're not a good writer, because I do it myself all the time. And even though I've written a few books at this point, every time I go through one of my pieces, I'm finding stuff that I can omit, break down, use more simple words, like Dave said. And I think it's a very powerful strategy. So Dave, thank you so much for spending some time with us here even though we gave you a pretty thorough intro in the beginning and told our listeners about what you do, I'd like for you to just let us know where we can maybe find you and find some more information and contact you.
1: Sure. Thank you, Anthony. My company is Kowal Communications. I'm based in Northborough, Massachusetts. My website is www.kowal.com. Www.kowal, My email address is kowal at kowal.com. See, I practice what I preach. I made it nice and simple, right?
0: Very very simple. <laughs> All right, well, Dave, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We appreciate your thoughts, your advice, and some of these strategies you provided. I'm sure they're going to be very useful for our listeners. So thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Anthony. Appreciate you having me on.
0: I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and/or questions. Go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org forward slash writing tips, where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources websites. books mentioned during the episode. You can leave a question in the comments section. We do monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. And don't forget to check out our upcoming live webinar this month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.